like us to spend one more day this week focusing on the truth, the reality that we looked at this past week, that regeneration is necessary for faith in Jesus. In John chapter 3, verses 9 through 15, we unpacked this truth, this reality, that the rebirth, new life, is something that God works in our hearts to give us spiritual eyes to see and to understand the kingdom of God, to point us to the sinfulness in our hearts to lead to true repentance and to grow in us a true faith and surrender to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Today, as we wrap up thinking about this beautiful passage and these realities, I want to bring us to the book of Titus. It's the only place in the New Testament where this particular compound word, regeneration, is used. In the language of the New Testament, it literally means to again be born or again be made. It's the same kind of wording that we see in John chapter 3, but it's put together into a compound word. And here's what the passage says in Titus 3 verses 4 through 6. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. What an incredible picture summary of the teaching of Jesus in John chapter 3 of the work of the Holy Spirit by the mercy of God and the supernatural work of God of making us new giving us new life renewed life renewing us oh the loving kindness and the goodness of God oh the great gift of his rich mercy that he gave us through Jesus Christ our Lord you know, when we realize the grace of God and the gift of rebirth, regeneration, it, it should lead to gratefulness and worship in our hearts. A love for our Lord, for the incredible love that He's displayed to us, that we didn't deserve, that He's shown us despite what we deserved. But it also should remind us of this, that that those around us without Christ, without new life, with fleshly eyes, don't have the ability to see. They don't have the ability to perceive. They're not a part of the kingdom of God. They desperately need the work of the Spirit in their lives to bring new life into their hearts. And so today, I want you to consider this, coming out of this week of studying and thinking about this incredible gift, this important doctrine of regeneration, that when you and I encounter someone who shows no conviction of sin in their heart, who shows no interest in Jesus, they're not seeking like Nicodemus was. They're not desiring like you and I do. What do we do? What should we do? What do we need to do? Do we need to argue with someone like that and continue to just try to make our case and win the argument to 
to just do apologetics to make sure they understand everything and, and pound it into their head. There's nothing wrong with declaring the truth and, and speaking the truth in love. There's nothing wrong with, with having those discussions and, and, and really with, with passion and conviction, sharing our beliefs and the truth of God's Word. But understand that we cannot win that argument. We cannot convict them of sin. We cannot lead them to faith in Jesus or cultivate in their lives a desire to seek the truth, to find the Lord. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. So truly the best thing we can do for them, the most important thing we should do for them is pray. Pray to the Lord who can, that in His mercy He would send the Spirit to blow through their lives, to shake things up, clear things out, to bring new life into them that leads to repentance and faith in the truth, the true life in the only one who is the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ.